1: they can't go on. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Wharton. This is Cutting Through the Matrix on April the 25th, 2011. For newcomers, and as always newcomers coming in this broadcast, look into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. You'll find hundreds and hundreds of audios to choose from, where you can find shortcuts to this big system and into which you're born. You're born under it, actually. It's kind of around you and over you. It's all-encompassing, as they say, and it truly is. It's, a, it's an amazing system uh, where literally big corporations and their amalgamations and private foundations working for the bankers, of course, because the bankers, I'm talking about international money lenders, they own the big foundations. Uh, They all work together towards their great society, this world society, a planned society, where gradually they'll bring down populations into what they call a manageable size, and eventually they won't need uh, the junk gene types of people who haven't quite made it to the top. They can create their own more perfected slaves. This isn't sci-fi. This is all written about in their own science journals and so on. And, of course, that's what's happening now. They're taking down the old system as they finish off the standardization process of bombing the world into submission. And that's what it's all about, a one-world order under one system. And the system's been here in the West for an awful long time, hundreds of years. And they're simply finishing off the job. So help yourself to the audios there and find out the big names, big organizations behind it and their think tanks and so on. And remember, too, that all the sites listed on the com carry transcripts as well of a lot of the talks for print-up. And if you go into Alan Watt, sentient, Sentinel.eu you can find the transcripts in other languages, too. They're all listed on the com site. And remember, too, you can order the books and discs I have for sale. And hopefully I can keep going a little bit longer. I don't think it'll be much longer, really, because we're, there's not really much more to tell the public because... It's, uh, we're simply going into this last transition of this particular phase. It's the end of one phase and going into the next phase as they bring down the West into basically what, what is a third-world economy. In all third-world countries, you have incredibly rich people, small, a small amount, and the masses are poor. That's, what's hap- that's what they really mean by third-world status. So you can buy the boots and discs from the U.S. to Canada. You can use an international Postal money order, you can use a personal check, you can use PayPal, you'll find the donation button on the Com site and use that. Send an email with name, address and order after the PayPal and I'll get it out to you. cross the world, Western Union, MoneyGram, you've got PayPal again to order using the donation and remember straight donations are most certainly welcome because there's not nearly enough come in at all. And it costs, it's more than, this is an hour, an hour's broadcast. It takes a whole day to, every day, including weekends, to keep up with all the things that are worth mentioning at all. Most of the stuff is not worth mentioning. It's recycled news. And to find out, to show you how to put things together so you can fit the pieces together, to see that things are not happening happenstance, willy-nilly all, all unrelated. They're all tied in together. Every major thing that happens on this planet is tied in with one big system as they plan the future and, and, and actually, basically, they're unfolding the future. You're living through it right now. The big changes that are to be made. Some countries have still to get the awful shock yet. America is still sitting on the fence there, thinking it could never possibly change. Uh, but their bosses, the ones who own America, have already planned it all for them. So the inflation times have still to come down big time on them. Europe's already had it They're still getting hammered yet With this wonderful Soviet parliament That sits atop them now This new Babylon, you might say And uh, the US and Canada and the rest Have to follow suit very quickly now Back with more after this break Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix and I've, I've spoken so many times on the big organizations that are global. They've always been global. Their objective was to bring in a global world system under what they called academia and science, working on behalf of the big money lenders at the top. Uh, in fact, the money lenders uh, set them up, employed them, and gave them their cash and still do to this very day because the moneylenders have been at this financing nations for thousands of years, in actual fact. So they know how to do it. And, of course, one of the organizations that was set up a long time ago was the Cecil Rhodes Foundation and the Milner Group, as well, Lord Alfred Milner, which combined to form the Royal Institute for International Affairs. And they basically set up uh, that organization to be, uh, with its British Empire, the model for the world to copy as they bring the same systems called democracy and into all these countries which they ruled over. And they would never leave those countries until they had the systems set up. Because under democracy, you see a disguised system where puppet governments are put in place. They're well-funded. They get a lot of trading from Britain, are guaranteed it, and they can fill their own pockets. So really, it's a standardizing of a world system with a central banking system, which must be in place, of course, for this to all be pulled off. And the central banks really take their orders from the World Bank and the International Monetary Fund under the auspices of the UN, which the bankers also controlled and set up as well. And Quigley detailed all of that in his own book, Tragedy and Hope, and the Anglo-American Establishment, too must must-reads, to understand any of this at all. And even going back to the late 1800s, the same group, before they had the name, uh, the Milner Group, were actually causing wars across Africa so that Britain could step in to keep the peace, you understand, and then take them over and plant the flag and then loot the country. And it's the same thing with this world order that the US took over from Britain at the end of World War I, basically and it's ongoing now. But now America's exhausted because they've paid so much cash out and taxes, so much borrowed money, and this is also part of the plan. They collapse America behind it. They've done this down through the ages. They collapse the empires that they've built up behind them as they move all their goods and money into their, their new conquested areas. And, of course, that's Asia and the Far East and so on. So, this article here came out, of course, today about the International Monetary Fund, which is not, um, what you think is a a free enterprise thing. It's free enterprise, alright. It's a private organization. It's a collection of bankers. Their jobs to go in and take over countries when they're bankrupt and take over the government, really. Uh, They keep behind the scenes, but they run the government. They tell them what they can spend. The first thing they, they can do, they might always do is cut and slash all healthcare, welfare, and all the rest of it. So wherever they've been, you get, you get massive disease left behind them and terrible poverty as these private characters uh, under the, the umbrella of the United Nations come and go. This article here says a commentary, China's economy will surpass the U.S. in 2016. Well, it's already done that a long time ago, so you know that's bogus, because compared to what the U.S. imports, and what it exports to China, is, is you would never get the seesaw, uh, seesawing, put it that way. It's ridiculous. Your end would never even get to the ground. The International Monetary Fund has just dropped a bombshell and nobody noticed. It says, for the first time, the international organization has set a date for the moment when the age of America will end and the U.S. economy will be overtaken by that of China. Well, as I say, it's already happened. It says, uh, according to the latest International Monetary Fund official forecasts, China's economy will surpass that of the U.S. in real terms in 2016, just five years from now. uh, Brett Aarons looked at the implications for the U.S. dollar and the treasury market. And they say it's a lot closer than you may think. It's closer than 2016. And uh, it says... Uh, It provides a painful context for the budget wrangling taking place in Washington, D.C. right now. It raises raises enormous questions about what the international security system is going to look like in just a handful of years, and it casts a deepening cloud over both the U.S. dollar and the giant treasury market, which have been propped up for decades by their privileged status as the liabilities of the world's hegemonic power. And according to the IMS forecast, uh, whomever is elected U.S. president next year whether it's Obama, Mitt Romney, or Donald Trump, uh, they'll be the last to preside over the world's largest economy. And uh, since most people aren't prepared for, for this. They aren't even aware of it. And that's true. It's just like Rome. It's the same with every country as they go down. Uh, they, they can't believe it could possibly happen. So it's not happening uh, at, at, even, even as you're sinking. So they bring out the usual experts and so on, and they'll tell you that this moment is decades away, which is nonsense. The most bearish, will put the figure, in the mid-2020s. But, however, it's it's really plunging now. And China, of course, is now dumping the U.S. debt uh, big time, trillions of bucks, because they can see what's happening, they know what's happening. And someone's told them to do it now because, you see, the boys who set up China uh, using your taxpayers' money in the West and so on, are the same boys who own China, for those who don't know it, for those who still think you have independent nations. And also, too, uh, you get an article here from Foreign Affairs. Now, Foreign Affairs magazine is the the exoteric, you might say, uh, magazine put out by the Council on Foreign Relations, which is the American branch of the Royal Institute of International Affairs. The Canadian branch now is called CIC. And you can look them up, too, and see what they're up to. Uh, Australia's got one, New Zealand's got one, India's got one, a whole bunch of British Commonwealth countries have one, and they all work to bring about global governance, same thing. So here's, remember, as I say, it's exoteric, and this one here tells you a bit of truth and a bit of nonsense, and it says, as the United States' relative power declines, will the open and rule-based liberal international order? Washington has championed since the 1940s start to erode. Probably not no, what liberal rule-based uh, International order was that, you know. The order is alive and well. China and other emerging powers will not seek to undermine the system. Instead, they will try to gain more leadership within it. And it says that there is no longer any question. Wealth and power are moving from north and the west to the east and south. And the old order, dominated by the U.S. and Europe, is giving way to one increasingly shared with non-Western rising states. But if the great wheel of power is turning, what kind of global political order will emerge in the aftermath? Some anxious observers argue that the world is not just will not just look less American, it will also look less liberal. Not only is the U.S. preeminence passing away, they say, but so too is the open and rule-based international order that the country has championed since the 1940s. In its view, newly powerful states are beginning to advance their own ideas and agendas for global order, and that weakened United States will find it harder to defend the old system. The hallmarks of liberal internationalism, well, was that really what the U.S. was set up to bring in liberal internationalism? Well, actually, you have been, you just didn't know it. Openness and rule-based relations enshrined in institutions such as the United Nations or oh, those crooks and norms such as multilateralism could give way to a more contested and fragmented system of blocks, spheres of influence, mercantilists, networks, and regional rivalries. The fact that today's rising states are mostly large, non-Western developing countries gives force to this narrative. What they're not saying here is, of course, your tax money is paying for those present countries to come up to a higher level, as you did with China. In fact, China was the creation of guys who owned the West already, and they use your tax money to set up your factories in China. They push your governments to promote them going offshore uh, to cheaper labor countries. Through the World Trade Organization, every um, person in, in, in uh, Congress signed it. Everybody in uh, the Senate signed it. Everybody in the British government, France, Germany, and every other country signed the same agreement to fund their own factories moving to China. It didn't happen by chance, believe you me. And they won't mention that little bit here. But this is the what's planned for the Western countries, because the plan was born a long time ago. And they've been working on this for hundreds of years to make this world order come true. And, um, you will go down to a third world type status. As I say, a small group of very, very stinking rich people. And like any other third world country, uh, a mass of people living in poverty. That's what's, that's what's planned. I've said this for years. I've gone through the histories of it. I've read so from so many of their own books from those who helped to plan it all. Uh, They're not kidding. They have never kidded you, and they love to write their own biographies and tell you um, how they took part in shaping the future and they're to be found in old library, libraries. And I started dumping them out in the trash cans now because nobody wants to read, and they don't want you to read that anyway. So it's going down the tubes, and I see China's dumping the U.S. bonds that they hold for debt, and uh, nobody wants to buy them because it's costing them billions every day with all the wars that's going on right now. And that's all America, it's only used for America now, is to use them, the manpower, the taxes, the weaponry, to finish off the rest of those countries who are not under this one world order, but shortly will be once they're pounded into the dust. And then you pick up the tab for it all, of course. And that's what they call liberalistic uh, democracy for America. You always get new definitions, aren't you? Mind you, it doesn't matter what definition they give you because in the next generation they can train them from school onwards to believe in a completely different definition and that's already happened a long time ago. A long time ago. People are being indoctrinated all the time and they always start with the schools and they upgrade them every few years at the school into the next part of the system, the next part, the next part until they have the generation they want, to say, oh, well, I guess that's okay. There's nothing wrong with multiculturalism and globalism and all that stuff, you see. You can you can train the public to believe anything if you have control of schooling, media, and all entertainment is quite an easy thing to do. Nothing difficult at all. Now, there's Mike from Chicago, been holding on since the beginning here. I'll see what he wants. See you there, Mike. Hello. How are you doing, Alan White? Not too bad. Hello, hello. Yes, got you.
0: Um, and what, man, you know, uh, I'm in Chicago right now. You know, the, it, it snowed like two days ago. I'm sure global warming is the cause of that.
1: Oh, yeah, a so music coming. I tell you, hold on, Mike, and we'll, we'll get you when we come back. Hi, folks. I'm back, cutting through the matrix, and we'll go back to Mike from Chicago. There, you still there, Mike? Hello, Mike. Uh, Yes, I am. uh, Yeah, go ahead.
0: um, uh, Oh, yeah. You're you're exactly right. I mean, I just everything. Like, I just I came from school today, and uh, you know, I I was in I was in my class feminist class, and and the teacher and all the the, other students, like I can just tell how brainwashed they were. And they were talking about you know men are the root of their problems, and you know men that and you know men are the root for everything that you know they are suppressing them and and everything and uh i am thinking in my head like this i mean first of all the feminist movement is not it's not even a real feminist movement and 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 if if you hate men, why would you adopt? Uh, the same mannerisms as men. I mean, if you say that men are the root of your problems, why would you try to be like them? It's just like if, like if, I, if I'm black, right? It's mm-hmm. like if if, uh, if if I hate white people, why would I try to be white, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then they just completely co-opted everything, every aspect of life, every aspect, um, like there's like no, almost no way out, almost, it seems like.
1: Absolutely, and Yuri Bezmanov that's up on YouTube, uh, from the the ex-Soviet Union. He was a KGB operative uh, abroad. Uh, went through that whole scenario. He went to America, and he said that the, the liberal agenda, which uh, again was all part of that too, to destroy any um, difference between male and female, to make to put, basically get the females to copy the guys uh, to an extent. Uh, was to be pushed to the top. He said it had been, it had been so successful beyond the wildest dreams of the Soviet uh, agents who were working on that with all their professors and university and so on, churning out books and books and books. Yeah, but uh, they've been successful.
0: Like for instance, like when I when I walk down the hallway in my school, like I see like men my age. I'm I'm 21. They're wearing these tight jeans that are uh, made for women. You know, things, yeah. tight shirts. I'm like wait a minute, <laughs> it's just a twilight zone. And then, you know, I see this, like, they, they, I mean, they almost managed, you know, in their, um, and almost, I don't know, uh, cause not, it's not bad, but I, I see how uh, they have almost changed society in such a way that, uh, like, uh, no one can, t- can really tell whether they're man or That, that man was or it, that them. was what
1: they, they actually said back in the early 1920s in some of the schools in Russia that they would create an androgynous society where you you wouldn't be able to tell the difference by just looking at someone. And they would train the traits, just like using Pavlovian techniques and so on, they would train the traits uh, into the female and into the male until the male was never quite male and the female was never quite female. And, of course, it's been pushed uh, at 100 miles an hour ever since then until the present time. It also takes, mind you... Uh, in this big system, um, the cooperation of um, the fashion industry. and Plato talks about the fashion industry, he called it back two, you know three thousand odd years ago. Uh, that you need that tube for like, to, to mimic, and you effeminate the feminise the men, and that's what they've done, and uh, uh, that's what you've got today. Is you've got this uh, this androgynous look between them all, and as I say, when you enter that uh, whole takedown series. That, uh, Besmanov went through on YouTube, uh, he describes it very well, very well. And he said it was already finished. They'd already conquered, uh, America by the, the, 1970s, in fact. Yeah.
0: Hmm. I mean, Alan, why, I mean, my only question is, uh, like, what is the solution? Like, what can we do? Like,
1: as long as you have a system that's artificial, so artificial as this is, we don't realize we're born into an incredibly artificial system where everything is designed to, to change along a certain path, a predestined path by those who plan the future. As long as you have that... Um, we
0: have to even, you know, be sane. I mean, everybody is just insane,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it seems like. <laughs> I mean, completely insane.
1: <laughs> yes, and, and again, too... I know, to, like, what can we do? You'd have to have a, na- a more natural setting where things would fall into its its, its natural order. You've got any any normal uh, prevailing tribal system, and believe you me, uh, men are men and women are women, and they're not confused about it either. There's no confusion whatsoever in their heads of who they are, and no one's complaining about the tasks they have to do, be it one or the other. Uh, That's the only natural system. What you're living through is a a planned uh, society uh, planned people too. Uh, everything in their head has, has been given to them and planned. Their behaviour is given to them, and unfortunately, it, it just shows you that with neuroscience, you can truly, truly train a public into behaving in any way that you wish. Uh, and of course, it's not just uh, it's not just um, androgyny too. They're going younger and younger to the children to get them to dress up like girls and, and vice versa. They're giving them. Um, puberty blocking hormones if they want it when they're about 12, if they decide, I'm not quite sure what I am yet, and all that nonsense. Um, and it's getting pushed from the top down, not from the bottom up. It comes from the top down. Yeah. So the top down system would have to go, obviously.
0: Right. I mean, and that's almost virtually impossible unless everybody just, you know, simultaneously just one day says, I'm not going to you know, go to work today, or I'm not going to use... The for the reserve currency today,
1: or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to watch TV today, but uh, it's, it's either that, it's either that, or let literally get out the country, I'm not kidding you, while well, it's a chance to get out the country, yeah, somewhere else, where, where they haven't infected it all yet, Yeah,
0: yeah. Hey, that's true, I mean, uh, oh yeah, I have a, I have a question, um, have you seen the movie, um, I'll
1: wait. Yeah, okay, hold on, and we'll be back after this break.
0: Listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.
1: Hi, folks. We're back cutting through the matrix talking to Mike from Chicago. And uh, what was the question you wanted to ask? Hello? Um,
0: It's it's about the. Yes. Hello. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, it's about 11, uh, it's, it's about the number eleven. Um, I heard uh, like eleven is very uh, important as far as freemation. Uh Like, uh, if you could respond on on that.
1: Well, eleven also is just, you, you, you. You'll find in all the ancient temples and a lot of modern temples too. You'll find eleven is the the the, the and Boaz. It's a, it's the it's a male. It's the female. It's the pillars to the entrances of temples all over the world, even the ancient world. And you find uh, that, again, they have uh, special rights for the male, special rights for the female. It's also the same thing for goalposts. That's why you always have the two uprights. And when they're connected together, uh, the male and the female is a form of androgyny, believe it or not. And that's why you have American football goalposts and rugby in Britain, uh, like a letter H, they stand together. They're connected that way, so it's uh, as, as you can go on about it actually for for lectures and lectures just that alone. But uh, that's really what it stands for, and um, they also when you add them together, of course you got two, and uh, two is the most one of the most important numbers in all occultic uh, systems, including Freemasonry. Uh, same in politics: the guy who's the president is never the top man. As the guy behind them, who's more important uh, in every every country, so it's very very important for that too. The complete person, of course, has has the combination of what they call the left and right brain combined together as well, and so they have emotion, but they have cunning as well and logic, so they can always separate the two. Yeah.
0: And it's kind of like uh, you got you have twenty-two uh, uh, two and two, uh, 11 plus plus eleven is twenty-two two and two. And, uh, um and, and you got the World Trade
1: Center as it, at day 11. Oh, yeah. And there were stacks of movies came out before it with 9-11. And even, I noticed in the, in the Patriot movie, um, they had, uh, when he was measuring the weights of the rocking chair with a spring weight, and it came to 9 pounds, 11 ounces. Yeah. So they show you all that stuff, you know, long in advance, yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, don't you think it's kinda, it's almost, it's almost like, it's almost crazy to think that people cannot connect and people or they either don't want to or they just...
1: They'll put everything down. doesn't matter if you give them a hundred, and you could actually give them a hundred examples, um, where in, in many movies, too, you'll see the height of the bridge, nine foot, 11, you know, that kind of stuff, 11 inches, stuff like this, all over the place before it happens, and um, it doesn't matter because they, they can't they can't put it together. They must always believe in the accidental view of things and that's how they're conditioned to believe. They, they, they don't know there's an occult system working behind the scenes and everything. It was way back into the, the Middle Ages when it really popped up and you had the bogomils and different ones breaking out in Europe uh, and uh, their whole intention was to come into Christianity, take members away from Christianity, subvert it altogether, and that was the original uh cause for the, the 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 witch purges in fact that's what started it all because there was a system there that goes back into very ancient times you'll find it in old hymns that were taken out of the what we call the old testament where they talked about uh, orgies people had orgies you know and um, uh, underground of course
0: uh, just like the inquisition how uh, they would burn witches in uh, t- at the stake the Spanish inquisition, inquisition and uh w- isn't it true they would uh burn them because uh, they would have uh, the females would have orgasms just because mm. they would have <laughs> orgasms
1: no 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 it wasn't that at all nothing to do with that uh, whatsoever in fact uh, and it was it was generally to do as to say when you found the particular systems that were set up uh the Albigenses and so on uh, these were incredible Rivals to the Catholic Church, these organisations, very rich as well, and uh, and they sent their missionaries across the, that, that Europe to to get converts. But they even had the same Masonic way of of sussing out a person to find out their beliefs, seeing if they could be subverted and, and brought in to the system, the new system, they give up all their old values of life, by the way, and. Uh, and join their system. And, and I mean, all old values and destruction in the family was part of it. They believed in that communal living, uh, communal uh, partners, you shared everybody. Uh, it was, they were trying all that back then, and it never faded away. A lot of them came to the Americas and set up their own communes under Christianity as a guise. And if you look at the Oneida Center, you'll find out they were connected with Charles Darwin for because they selected their mates for offspring just for offspring they weren't allowed to live together like permanently and your mate for the night was picked for you uh, a president of the United States authorized it and uh, it was one of the biggest experiments in eugenics ever carried out that we know of I'm sure there's more and uh, I'm, I'm certain too that many of your present uh, leaders and scientists that were actually the selected offspring uh, of these particular experiments but it's very very old but thanks for calling and there's Bob from Texas on the line too are there Bob?
2: Yes, thank you, Alan, for taking my call. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, man, that's a that's a lot of information. Uh, you know, I think that's interesting. The number eleven. You know, <laughs> that Mike was mentioning that. Funny, I have this weird thing that happens to me a lot. I'll look up at the clock, and I've got a digital clock that's in front of the store, and that thing will have eleven eleven. And I've commented on that so many times. It is so strange that my eyes would. You know, happened to see that. That's just a strange phenomenon there. Yeah. I thought I'd mention. But, uh, and then he was talking about the 9-11. Mm-hmm. I'm, after 9-11, I happened to see an old western. I think, uh, uh, who was the guy? Uh, gosh, I can't think of his name, but he was in Maverick, Bat Masterson, uh, uh, Gar, uh Garver, something. I can't think of his name right now. Anyway, uh, I looked up and I saw a train, and it had nine. You know, it was an old one of those old steam trains, mm-hmm. had nine one one on it, and it just like it stuck out on stilts when I yeah. happened to see that. It just
1: if, if you go into Albert Pike, Albert Pike goes through a lot of uh, numerology. Numerology too came from J- Jewish mysticism, uh, and of and of course, you, and you find that uh, if you go into Albert Pike, he goes through the, those those main numbers. Yeah,
2: and Albert. Mike was so my gosh the guy he was so in depth how could someone write this you know morals and dogma and all that I mean that it was is a, a team. lot of stuff
1: it was a team it wasn't just obviously one guy
2: yeah I mean because yeah. I said how could how could so much stuff like that be in, in one person's brain mm-hmm. and and then I look at this like I just got through reading Aldous um, um, Huxley's Brave New World okay yeah and. There are things in this that, to me, seem like veiled messages, uh, and especially at the very end. You know, the, the the very last thing it talks about. You know, slowly, very slowly. You know, talking about. You know how the savage feet was. You know, right, north, north east, east, south, like two compass needles. Yep. You know, it to me that sounds very uh, veiled message i don't know is that yeah. just something that i mean that was a gut feeling that i had reading
1: that there's no doubt about it you see what he was writing there in a novelistic form was actually the big plan and he should know because he sat in in world meetings with his brother uh, who also worked the united nations and he knew the agenda way back then he came from a long lineage related to the darwins and they, they also had connections to the NIDA community too, by the way, uh, the Huxleys, uh, to do with uh, eugenics and so on. But you'll, you'll find they're all interconnected. They knew the plan a long time ago, and they were simply writing out in a novelistic form uh, how it would turn out. And they're, they're right on track with it, by the way. And, and, uh, all you have to do now is literally create the next step, which I'm sure they've already done, and, uh, and that is to, to create your alpha betas and th- beta's yeah, and so on correct. Yeah.
2: It's like they've done it on a low scale
1: mm-hmm. for
2: some reason because I, I you know when you when you just simply observe people and in you know different cultures and so forth where people come from or it's almost when you read the book, there's similarities to what has gone or what's going on in this book to what yeah. is actually taking place now.
1: Of course there are, and, and he talked about them at his his lecture as well. They gave it Berkeley, i will put the link there, I'll put it up tonight again, uh, where he talks to, again, a peer group that's going to go into government administration, etc. And he discussed his book Brave New World Revisited, which was non-fiction, to show you how that all will come to pass. He explains that this will actually come to pass and how it will. Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm, I've kind of read it bits and pieces, but I'm going to, you know, really get into it after reading this Mm -hmm. and you know you talk to also uh, think for yourself there's so many people because i'm i'm in kind of a service type industry there's so many people that come in and and i see that they're intelligent people and so it's but they want you to solve problems for them i know (laughs) it it is it is unbelievable and i'm talking about the most simple basic things and how would i know the size of something that they're trying to fix, yeah. because I'm not there.
1: That's
2: right. Do you, do, you, do you understand where I'm coming from?
1: Oh, absolutely. They cannot think for themselves. They can't reason for themselves. Do and you that think was the, this it,
2: will work? Do you think that I can do... Do you think that, that so-and-so place would have this? Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, <laughs> pick up the phone and call.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, That's right.
2: It's, I mean, it, it blows my mind. And, and these are you know, reasonably intelligent people. There's no reason why... They 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 can't think for themselves and and it just I I, I I'm baffled by it.
1: Well, I, I, actually, as you go into more and more into the internet society, the less thinking they'll be able to do themselves. Anyway, that's part of it.
2: They'll give you pictures of something. What you know? Do you think this is the right size? Yeah. Well, I, I say, well, you know, I don't know if that's the right size because it's a picture. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I don't know if it's a you know three quarter half inch whatever. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can't tell from a picture off of a little iPhone. Sure. <laughs> so, You know, yeah. Alan, you know, I mean, you know, you know, I can relate to you, man, and I appreciate you. And I'm, I'm still waiting, still waiting for some literature to come in, yeah. and I appreciate that first book. I've, okay. uh, I've, I've gleaned so much information from it, and, you know, I'm going to do do the best I can to help you out there, brother.
1: Okay, uh, thanks so much. God bless you, too. <laughs> we'll,
2: take you, we'll see you later, man.
1: Bye-bye. Yeah, call again. Bye now. Uh, and it's true, too, if you went to uh, people like Pike, again, and even John D. long before, because it was the same movement on the go. Uh, they, they had their, their various numbers, their primary numbers, and so on. And, of course, you love multiples of three. But 11, of course, is, is kind of unique in that every, every uh, number that you multiply ends up with the, the same beginning number that you've just multiplied, you know. 11-2 is 22, and so on and so on. 11-3 is 33. So that's how it's done. So these were looked upon even in ancient times as a beginning of understanding nature, that there were patterns in nature, if you could find them. And so they became almost magical numbers to the uninitiated. But it was to the initiated, it was to show you that there was actual laws to do with governing nature. By nature, they meant science. And one day, through understanding nature, meaning science, they would conquer everything and remake everything and its own, in the perfection that they saw fit and that's what you're living through today very ancient stuff but uh, we'll go now to um there's uh Ken in Virginia if he's there
3: yes Alan uh, uh the latest issue of American Free Press has an absolute blockbuster story about a Bretton Woods II conference in uh, Mount Washington uh, Mount Washington Hotel in Maine and uh and uh, the importance and, it, and that lists 120 of the speakers or about 200 of these people all financial gurus uh most of them professors but also well people like Larry Summers and Paul Volcker are among the participants the New York Times Financial Times London uh, London Times the, the uh, Wall Street Journal and uh, uh and uh, and a bank for international settlements uh the uh, the uh, the international monetary fund yep. and this this is an amazing thing which there's only one uh newspaper in New Hampshire i think it's called the New Hampshire Times Union locally circulated which yep. has released a list of this mm-hmm. and so i think that uh, this is this is uh extremely important story because they are planning and the interesting thing is that they have uh, the the financial gurus included, people from the Bank of uh, China and, and India, yep. so mm-hmm. that they're in on all this planning.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, I, I remember covering this because um, a few years back there, I read John Maynard Keane's speech on Bretton Woods 1. Uh, he was the guy who set it up and restructured the whole financial system. And he said that eventually there'll be a Bretton Woods II. And I went through his speech on the – I'll try and dig it up tonight and put it up at cuttingthroughthemedics.com, the link. And he said that there will be a Bretton Woods 2 uh, where the whole world would become under a singular uh, type of economy and monetary structure – uh, with the IMF and so on. He says, I won't live to see it, he said, and we around, the guys around him won't live to see it, but, but it will come. That was their big dream, he said. When the time is right, we'll bring in this big... Now, he was a world socialist, of course, uh, funded by the big banks, great friend of uh, Victor Rothschild. In fact, he was a mentor. And... Um, and so you're living through part two of, of Bretton Woods II uh, when they said it was time to bring in their goal and bring in the new restructuring of the planet through the International Monetary Fund. Uh, Carol Quigley also touched on that, Professor Quigley. Uh, he, he talked about that the Bank of International Settlements would be the top dog in all of this for this restructuring, and the debt-collecting agency would be the IMF. So this is part two you're living through, and they, they knew they would only run America into the ground for another 50-odd uh, to 60 years, and that would be the time. So they're bang on time, and they, 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 they made sure that they set it up in the same hotel, and they made, made sure it was the same anniversary date as well, and George Soros ran over it. Yeah, that's he, he helped the planet.
3: And yep. George Soros is financing this one too so yep. he's the big and uh, and the lo- the no- uh, local paper excuse it says well these are just they're just talking about uh, financial matters it has nothing to <laughs> do with the government and well, that's the, that's the spin that this <laughs> paper this local paper is giving on it but of course the american free press explains that it's a lot it's a lot more uh, when you have there's 200 people in all, and, and but these these speakers are, are all bigwigs. I mean, uh, you, don't, you don't gather people like this together unless unless it's, it's a serious planning for the Oh, yeah,
1: and you've sure. got the heads of other central bankers across the world. Britain was there. Uh, all, the, all the big central bank boys were there. Yep.
3: Former Prime Minister Gordon Brown, yes, he's right. one of the big laws. Well, fact, I just thought I'd mention yeah. this because it's such an important event.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is, uh, and it's true that Gordon Brown helped to sink Britain, so he's wonderful to be put in charge of this for America. He, that's, that's the position he's been given now as head of the American branch of the IMF, so isn't that just wonderful? He'll make sure you go down quickly, because uh, he certainly did it with Britain. But these are Fabian world socialists working for this these international bankers to bring in the socialist world state under the command, and uh, it, it is true, it's amazing that no big papers have ma- given it any real... Um, concern whatsoever It's like the Bilderberg
3: conferences
1: It's even bigger actually than the Bilderberg uh, because there's more people attending and they actually sign the document, the Bilderberger all their documents are signed years in advance and they go along and just make the signature and eat a lot of meals there But Thanks for calling Thanks for calling calling. Back with more after this break Hi folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix, and I'm also going to touch and put a link up. I'll touch on um, what's happening with uh, Japan, because uh, a professor from the European Union has come out and said that, that there was an actual explosion there, but there was a hydrogen explosion, of course, as to superheat the water, but that stuff's radioactive because it's all circulating around the rods and so on. But he goes through this this in a video format, and he actually states the same thing that many others have said since, Uh, That This is much, much worse than Chernobyl because uh, they've admitted that the plants will continue to give off the same amount of radiation for maybe 10 months, maybe more, probably a year and a half. And they can't just seal them like Chernobyl. In Chernobyl, the Russians got in very quickly and and started to get that a dome built over it or concreted in, you might say, and tomb it. But you can't do that with Fukushima because it's right next to the sea and all the stuff goes through the groundwater into the sea. And it's a massive disaster, massive, way beyond what you can imagine. You can't even take the figures which they estimate all oh, kill so many millions with cancer. It's utter rubbish because you see one pound of plutonium is enough to kill off all life on the planet. All you need is a molecule in your lung and that's you gone. So. Uh, really, uh, cancer is a wonderful way of depopulation because uh, when a surgeon sees the cancer, he can it doesn't have a little stamp on it said, Made in Japan. You see, you understand? It just goes down as another cancer. But uh, we know for Chernobyl, for instance, there's still people born in the wake of the first plume that went over to the north of uh, Chernobyl. Uh, for instance, people are still getting the highest instances of cancers there, young children and so on, birth deforms, deformations, that kind of stuff. So it's, we're going to see the same thing on a worldwide scale, and the professor also talks about the levels of plutonium and uranium which hit the west coast of the U.S., including Hawaii, and it's gone beyond Hawaii into mainland U.S. and Canada, obviously, and they've found it even in Europe. Therefore, we got the brunt of it, really, as it came straight across with the jet stream and got dumped through rain, snow, and all the rest of it across us. And it's been played down to an incredible extent, especially the proof of it all is if it was as low and minuscule, these minuscule figures they kept giving us, they kept saying tiny, minuscule, and safe, etc. If it was as safe as that, then how come every government site, every agency in the world that was run by governments, pulled all their sites down so that we could not compare what they were telling us? In other words, they were not safe whatsoever. They were very high, still are high, and it would continue to be high for at least 10 months to well over a year, I think, before they get something done with this at all. It's a massive disaster, and it's being really downplayed. So I'll put that link up. You can see this Professor Busby talking about it. And also I'll put up a link, too, to show you from Japan that they're so suspicious now of their governments and their media. Uh, the government's made a crackdown on all independent reporting from Japan. And believe you me, we don't know different in your own governments. In fact, your own governments have already done it. As I say, they won't even tell us uh, what the official figures are anymore. They've pulled all their sights down. So we're all being treated like children, you see. We're just too silly and stupid to comprehend what's dangerous and therefore we'd panic. So they don't tell the children as a typical attitude Uh, When they do crisis management And personally I really detest Being treated like a child uh, With these characters uh, With with the the multitude of letters Behind their names These guys are so wonderful They gave you all this kind of power Known darn well it wasn't safe in the first place And what happens when something happens They don't know what to do Some experts say Huh But then science is the new god apparently And that's what they said They'd always make it to be From Hamish, myself from Ontario, Canada, is good night to me, your God, or your gods go with you.